so full disclosure, one of the reasons that this uh, terror attack, I mean, it has been compared in terms of its uh, impact to the um, Merkaz Harav attack, and we know uh, what the world Jewish reaction was and how the heart of the Jewish people was so devastated during that attack in 2008, and this is being compared to that terrorist walking into a shul and and uh, starting to shoot and hatchet uh, people to death. Um, but full disclosure, as I mentioned uh, earlier on the air, it's a shul that I've been to uh, many, many times. Uh, Yigal Siegel, who uh, you, of course, know from this radio program, is in, is in Israel, and he lived for a long time at six Rehov Agassi, the synagogue at 5 Rehov Agassi, right across the street from where he lived. So he was there, of course, uh, many, many times. And and we as um, family members uh, visited that shul uh, countless times as well. He is there right now at the site of the funeral. Um, no way to describe this shock, Eagle, especially for someone like yourself who's very familiar with the area and with the shul itself. And, of course, very familiar with the people who were murdered earlier today. Uh, there's really no words. Uh, it's, uh, you know, it's an area, as you know very well, Harnof is an area which uh, does not have a lot of security, never felt the need for a lot of security because of where it's located in Yerushalayim. <sighs> away from East Jerusalem, away from the, the quote-unquote Arab, Arab population. And um, obviously it hits close to home in a lot of different ways, all all four of the people who were killed were people that uh, we knew, whether, you know, by sight from shul every day. This is a shul that I dive in pretty much every day. And um, I can tell you that uh, I knew three of the people who were killed um, in different ways very well. One was my neighbor in my building. Um, one was a very close friend of, uh, of ours. Uh, they, were, they were all in their own right very, very very, very good people, Sadiqin. It's, it's just, uh, and they, they were killed as they were davening. They were davening, you know, just like everyone goes to shul every morning. It's, it's impossible to imagine. I'm standing right outside the shul now. I'm looking at the shul as I speak to you, and I, I still can't imagine um, this quiet, you know, this quiet neighborhood without any problems. I can't imagine something like this, this horrific thing happening. Heard earlier from Ellie Beer, spoke about the comparisons with the times of the Intifada. Of course, that was before you were living in Israel, so this might be something new for you in terms of the fear, the tension, the uh, the unknown, now knowing that this could happen anywhere. Uh, can you describe the feelings over the last couple of weeks as these attacks have been escalating in Jerusalem? Well, actually, uh, if you remember, now, we, we did live in Israel. Oh, that's here. right. That's right. You were there actually that year at the height of it. Right. We we came to Israel for a year, for right. a sabbatical year for us uh, in August of the 2000, and we were here, you know, when it started. Right. Um, if you remember, uh, you know, that feeling of not being safe is something which uh, you know it permeates us. I mean, it's it's fascinating to me as someone who lives right next to Mahanehuda in Nachalot now for the last six years. Um, who always feels a little uncomfortable walking into the shuk because of the population there of, uh, of people who do carry, you know, citizenship cards like we do and then like the terrorists do today um, in such great numbers. And 
you know, especially in, the, in, the, in that year of the Intifada when we were here, there was obviously tremendous uh, amounts of uh, of occurrences around that area. And, and, and our Nof, we always felt that sense of a little, you know, safety. I think uh, you remember that. Uh, yeah, the isolation. The exactly, and I think you know this is calculated. You know, one of the people on the on the news this morning said very, very, very simply, this was a calculated move by Hamas, by the terrorists, whoever did it, to to create this feeling of 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 just not being safe. You know, this feeling that anywhere we are. I mean, you know, we've experienced it so much over the last few weeks on the trains and standing at train stops and. For those of us living here in your line, the train has become part of our lives, especially for us who live in the middle of the city, who use it so much for transportation. And, and now coming to Harnof, to an area which, again, never, ever experienced something like this, it's just, uh, it's just unbelievable. And it's, uh, it's a game changer. It really changes what's going to happen. I, I, I don't know in terms of security in shuls and outlying areas and, and in, 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 in in the, in the in the city outside the city, I, I just don't know how it's going to change our lives. This is what they try and do. They try and make us terrified. They, they make us terrified. That's, can, what, that's what their whole purpose is. Can you think of? I'm not talking about the great synagogue, obviously, but can you think of any average shul that does have security? I can't even think of a casual shul I've been to in Yerushalayim that has any type of security. No, I agree with you. I, I mean, again, uh, like you mentioned, the great synagogue, El Shlomo, of right. course, you know major, major uh, centers of activity, davening, and other things. Um, I don't even think Yeshurun, which is in that area, I don't remember them having any type of security in going there. I, like I said, it's, it's, it's unbelievable, you know, it's just, uh, you know, the, the horrible thing that happened here is going to have a tremendous amount of impact on, on how we lead our daily lives here in Yerushalayim. No question about it. Yeah. The uh, sanctity of the shul, the, uh, I don't know, the, everyone's impression that in the shul they're going to be safe and uh, and secure, and then this goes ahead and we see what the enemy does. Uh, the funerals, I assume, are set to begin very shortly, right? Yeah, now from this million of people, this is the you know, relatively early million. I believe they start at 6.30 every day, and it's known for having, you know, really special people there. And, and the, the, the rumor is, and again, I can't confirm anything, but they were in the middle of Shmanetri when these guys came in. These guys knew to wait and to, you know, to, to attack at the, at the, at the time that would have the most impact in terms of, uh, in terms of who was davening there. And it, it's just, it, it, words can't describe the feeling here. I mean, I speak to the people that I used to be neighbors with here in the area and it's just, it's it's uh, you know everyone is speechless. Everyone doesn't know what to say. Everyone has been in, impacted by this. Oh, unbelievable! The funerals, I assume, are beginning shortly. There. Yeah, they're they're starting uh, in around ten minutes. Uh, the idea is to try and and finish the kuras at uh, the the burials at Haram before sunset. And uh, I can see the uh, the the volunteers from the. From Hatsawa and from uh, from Magen uh, Tavida from, uh, uh, from Harnof, they're gathering around to start with crowd control. Already the crowd is gathering here. It's uh, a very painful day. It's a very very painful day. I, I you know I knew all I knew three of these people very well now, and I can tell you, in each in his own way, was was a tremendously righteous tzaddik. 
in, in, in different ways. And uh, it, it just, uh, it's very, very difficult to, to imagine that they're not here anymore. It's crazy. Miguel Siegel at the site of the funeral on Rehov Agassi in Harnof. Uh, you've confirmed that three of the victims are American citizens. Right, that we know for sure, right? That what? I'm sorry, three for, of the four were? Or American citizens. Three of the four were definitely American citizens, and um, fourth was uh, a British citizen from, from Nova Lina. And the reason I emphasize this in the limited role that we could have in this whole episode is that uh, we are demanding, of course, that United States government officials who've proven time and time again that they never react properly or strongly enough, especially those United States government officials that always seem to uh, indicate that they are there to defend uh, the Jewish community, to defend Jewish victims. Uh, we are calling on them, especially in light of the fact that three of the four victims are American citizens, to come out strongly uh, with great condemnation and with demands that the terror end and that the terror end now. Egal, I thank you for joining us. We'll speak on better occasions, please, God. Thank you, Matthew. Tuesday morning broadcast at JM in the AM.